the celebrity chef has lost his mind. Today I'm talking about The Menu. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i am talking about the menu which is the recent theatrical release starring anya taylor joy and ralph fines getting a lot of good reviews and i can see why it is a very exciting and kind of offbeat thriller and yeah so uh finally got a chance to see this one of the theaters highly recommended and i'm gonna explain why so without further ado let's get started It's hard to track why, but there's been a surge of movies all about the back of house, or the literal and figurative pressure cooker situation of working at a high-end restaurant. Whether it's the single-take madness in a good way, of course, of Boiling Point, or FX's runaway hit The Bear, audiences and creators seem to love the inherent drama of getting food out on time and satisfying demanding customers. Which brings us to The Menu, a thriller designed to upend all of that alleged glamour and artistry with a sledgehammer. Anya Taylor-Joy plays Margot Mills, a young woman who has been brought on as a wealthy foodies plus one to Hawthorne, an exclusive restaurant so expensive and esteemed that it exists on its own island off the coast. While Margot feels out of place amongst a guest list of high-profile people, including a famous food critic, an actor, and some finance bros, once the famed chef, Julian Slowick, begins introducing the food, Margot and the other guests quickly begin to suspect something sinister is going on. So, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. It is excruciatingly tense, incredibly acted, and manages to cut through the tension with dark laughs at just the right moments. Considering the title and setup, you might have a strong theory, as did I, about what this movie is about. And I'm not going to tell you whether or not you're right here. I'll cover that in a spoilers-only version after this. But this time around, I'm going to highlight why I think this movie works as well as it does. First, we have a bitter send-up of the chefs as artist culture. At first glance, you might assume that this movie is a dark send-up of how the wealthy and foodies behave. This is perfectly exemplified by Nicholas Holt's character, Tyler, which, holy shit, this guy is good at playing dickheads, who is doing his best to understand the message behind every dish, point out flavors he recognizes, and treats Ralph Fiennes Slovic as a god-level artist who can do no wrong. Same goes for the food critic who uses the most ridiculous adjectives you can describe to describe Slowik's dishes, or the finance bros who clown around the whole time and only seem to care when they don't get exactly what they want. Margot is our audience insert character who doesn't get what the big deal is about Hawthorne's food and provides a running contrast to the rest of the guest. Where the menu twists the knife in unexpected ways, pun absolutely intended, is Hawthorne and Slowik. Another problem with celebrity artists of any kind is that their devotees can, and often do, become cult-like, both in their defense and devotion of said artists. Just try saying something unkind about a giant pop star on Twitter or any K-pop band and watch your mentions burn. And kitchens run by celebrity chefs, aka high-pressure situations where the top chef operates as a god-king, it can be even worse. Which is why Hawthorne, in look, feel, and action, operates like a cult. They are literally removed from society. They have closed quarters where they live together. They are terrifyingly obedient and clearly been trained that way. And in a great audio cue, they all snap to attention like a military unit when Slowick claps his hands between courses. 
The message being that all of this, the guests, the acclaim, the chef, and everything in between are all a corrupted version of something that should be emotionally and physically sustaining. Eating. The movie also uses great dramatic irony. In my review of Who Invited Them, I pointed out that the movie works really well because it doesn't play coy with the audience. We know something is wrong from the get-go, so it's really a matter of what versus when versus if. The menu follows a similar formula. Even in the first five to ten minutes, sets, it sets up tensions between everyone involved, so it's just a matter of time when those come to a head and how, not if. We know Margot has some kind of connection to another one of the guests, and that her presence is throwing off Chef Slowick, so the audience is left to wonder why, as reveals are dropped in piece by piece. Likewise, the movie doesn't play coy with its end goal either, and uses that knowledge to exacerbate the inherent tension. And finally, let's talk shot selection. A lot of thrillers like to shock the audience or build tension with editing. For instance, if you see some, someone notice something is wrong, you might get two to three cuts as we see a character process the information and react before everything goes to hell. The menu goes in a different direction and instead makes the audience stew in many of its most awkward and tense moments. When Slowick introduces a dish, for instance, the camera is almost always a tight close-up of Ralph Fiennes as he explains the logic behind the dish that doesn't waver unless he moves or until the food comes out, which gets really uncomfortable when he's talking about an abusive childhood or chiding a guest. Director Mark Mylod does an excellent job in making everything look very neat and too clean. The food is immaculate looking, the kitchen is impossibly spotless, and everything is seemingly made of granite and hardwood. For context, once the sole messy dish is made, you can actually see the difference. And also, I'm going to add a moment of appreciation for John Leguizamo, because why wouldn't I? If we're going to com compare this movie to a great dish, because why not, John Leguizamo is a great garnish on an already excellent movie. While the dramatic heavy lifting comes from Taylor Joy and Fines, Leguizamo's washed-up actor character constantly cuts through the tension with a perfectly timed joke. A lot of this is how the role is written, but it's hard to imagine another actor delivering the line, a line like, "'Cause I'm a whore!' with as much hilarious sincerity. The conclusion is it's wonderfully tense. As cultural critique and nerve-shredding thriller, the menu is an excellent takedown of food culture and privilege. 8 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.